This is Seeking the Calm with Shane Dennis. With this podcast, I think I'm going in the direction that I wanted to originally go in. Um, The Interstoke podcast kind of took off and then died out and then took off again and then died out completely. (laughs) Um, I guess you could say I got burnt out. And that's because I was constantly searching for stories that didn't necessarily exist. Um, I was finding, trying to find guests and bring on people that who I thought were very interesting and, you know, had a message and had like techniques and certain things that they've done over the years to achieve this stokeness. But it turns out some of them are just really happy people and they didn't have some sort of life-changing event happen to them. You know, they didn't go through a massive breakup. They didn't have a very close loved one die. Like some, they're just happy individuals that don't necessarily have a, have a very interesting story. And that's okay. It doesn't mean they're not interesting. But I was searching for these stories that just didn't exist. And I kind of started to get more into mental health. And that's honestly the direction where I want to go. I'm not always stoked. I'm on this journey. And I think this name, Seeking the Calm, fits my journey a lot better than the Inner Stoke podcast because I'm not always stoked. Seeking the calm is my top priority right now in my life. Everything else can wait. You know, money, success, all that stuff. I'm seeking an inner peace that only I can bring to myself. And that's through going through the layers, um, you know, seeing the patterns in my life, making changes in the areas that need changing, and, you know, ultimately sticking to, I guess we could call a plan. And I like to use, you know, people that I've known in my life as examples. I'm always examining people. I'm always dissecting things. I'm always looking at situations. Like if you tell me you're going through a breakup or something like that, I'm like, Internally, I'm going through all this stuff like, why? Why do you think? What happened? Did the energy shift? Where is that? It's just something. It's just someone. That's just something I do. And I was thinking a lot about my old trainers and, you know, using them as an example and, you know, their mentalities and what they were brought up to believe. And so I started training when I was about. I think I was 17 or 18, I think maybe 18, I started training mixed martial arts and I got really heavy into it for a few years. Um, It was ultimately going to be my career. I wanted to fight in MMA. (laughs) You know, thankfully I didn't, (laughs) Um, but I did enjoy it while it lasted. But anyway, my trainers were very like tough old school guys, you know, um, you know, sacrifice everything, always be training. My 
my one personal trainer, he didn't have a TV or anything. It was just him doing push-ups and, you know, just training all the time. And, yeah, in an old-school perspective, that is a way to achieve greatness and become the best. But also you got to look at the longevity and look at their mental health and where they're at now. And they may have been successful at that time. But now that I look at them in their lives, like I'm not, you know, saying they're not very successful, but they're not where they were at all. Um, My one trainer's got both of his knees are blown out. My other trainer, like I Google him and he doesn't even pop up anywhere. And I think he's just a trainer at this small gym and he's just keeping a low profile. And that's cool and everything. Um, but I think he experienced the burnout too. I mean, obviously my one trainer did with both of his knees going, I still have great knees. I could go start training jujitsu at 32 years old right now. I feel like that old school mentality just burns people out. And I feel like mental health you know, sympathy and, you know, taking care of yourself is often put on the back burner. And we're seeing, you know, over time that that mental health is ultimately the road to success. If you're squared away in your mind, you know, then you can start building a solid foundation But if your mind is wandering and you're constantly going into a dark place, you're never really going to experience true happiness. And I say this because I am a prime example of just that. I was thrown a shitstorm at a young age when I was 19. I got into a really bad car accident and I never did the inner work. I just went on with my life. Um, I just pretended like I was a tough guy. I wanted to be a Marine at the time. And, you know, in my mind, I'm saying, you know, Marines can handle this stuff. They kill people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I realized at that point that I'm not cut out for that. I have too much... empathy for things um they affect me too much i can't just put things aside and go to work the next day now it'll be bothering me i'll be crying and stuff like that i can't see things like that and just pretend like i mean war and everything is different you got to do what you got to do but like to do that for a job not really me and i think Males are missing that comfortable outlet where they can, you know, show empathy, where they can show sympathy, where they can just be themselves. They have to put on this armor and pretend to be this man and this tough guy persona and... You know, I don't blame them. That's, it's kind of something that's taught to us at a young age. Christ, I never fit into that 
whole jock male energy, like the football teams and stuff like that. Like, I would be, like, I literally remember we all, it was our football team. We organized this, like, flag football meetup for all of us when the season was ending. So they're all playing flag football, and I'm climbing the trees, pretending to be, like, this, like, wild person, like, yelling at people when they would come close to me, like, pretending to be, like, a Tarzan person. Like, I was just, like, out there. (laughs) I'd be... During wrestling season, like, you would hear them announce my name on the speaker, like, Shane, Dennis, you know, blah, 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 wrestling on that four, and you could not find me, and I would either be in the cafeteria, or I would be in the whatever high school or wherever I was, I would be in their gym, like, throwing balls around, or I would be somewhere under the, like, bleachers like doing something crazy I could never just like join the team and focus on one task and come together and it I never liked the whole team aspect because to me it was like this toxic energy Um, I remember you know seeing all the football players in high school all shave their heads into mohawks and like come into school and it was just like to me it was just like weird behavior and my teacher's like oh that's because they're a team and that's the same energy that's going into fraternities you know that's the same energy that's going into you know raping chicks and being fucking scumbags literally those are the same people and I could never get behind that, like, team energy, you know? It's just, like, that male shit. It always bothered me. And I think that's the biggest problem in today's society is the male ego. And, you know, right now we're going through this, like, Um, My teacher, my old woodshop teacher used to call it the pussification of society. But now it's gotten even worse where we're just like these like pussy males are being mass produced at a high rate. And they just think they're the most woke like individuals. And, And it's not what our society needs and you know who's picking up the slack right now is the females <laughs> because of all these pussy men that are taking over this world and pushing beliefs and agendas that are not good for a whole as a community the male and f- and you know the masculine and feminine energy is a balance and the males right now we are fucking up and you can you can see this with you know this the rates of suicide and we just we don't know where our roles are in today's world i don't think and and i don't and i and i believe that a lot of males feel alone And we need this outlet. And I'm seeing more and more, you know, health coaches and stuff like that come out. A lot of people are 
in my eyes, not necessarily um, qualified to be guiding people. They've never really done the work. They just, on paper, they're successful. So they think that is success. And to me, finding those people who have really done the inner work and have really bettered themselves in, in their lives, those are the people that I'm going to start seeking out and obviously, you know, get on this podcast and surround myself with those energies. And, you know, I think eventually all the right guests will come because I think I'm going in the right direction now with this podcast and this message. And that's solely focusing on mental health. I was trying to ignore it with the inner stoke podcast. Cause I'm like, Oh, I have to be lift uplifting and stoked all the time. We're not going to talk about this sad stuff, but there's a lot going on and there's a lot that needs to be talked about. And I hopefully can become an outlet for people, not just males, but also females too. I was even originally going to have another person on this podcast, a female energy that didn't work out possibly in the future that could come about, but I need to, you know, sail my own ship right now and really get this going. So this is where we're at. This is what I'm doing. You know, I was looking at how far I've come in the last two years and I was looking at the my old listing of my home that I sold a few years ago and I was looking at the price of it and what I would make now if I was to sell it and I would literally pocket like 150k like 100 grand more than I originally made and You know, most people would be like, oh, damn, like, I should have been, you know, I should have waited. I should have been more patient. But I look at, I, I don't even think I'd be alive, honestly. I look at my life and where I was living in that house and how I was living. And I would trade all that money in for what I have now in a heartbeat. I'm creating my life for me. Everything that I've ever wanted or dreamed of, like, I can create now. And all it took was me just getting a little bit of confidence and stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, seeking the unknown, going into the unknown. I had no idea what I was doing or where I was going. And it has brought me... I'm so grateful and being grateful and reminding yourself of, th of th hang on one second mm. for my drink. It's called. Yeah. So being grateful and reminding yourself of things you're grateful is extremely important. It's important in practice. It's an, it's an important practice. Something that I don't see going on and it seems to be a trend to point out the bad i say this because i've seen a lot of hate going around about thanksgiving and thanksgiving is an american holiday 
I guess Canadian too. And people love Thanksgiving. And it's not just because of they're eating a turkey. It's because it's family coming together. And sometimes it's the only time you see family during the year. So when you got this vegan... Yeah, I could talk shit about vegans. I was a vegan once. When you got this vegan bringing up this story about mass slaughter and genocide and, you know, turkeys dying and blah, 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 and, like, constantly focusing on that shit. It's like, that's not cool to me. And that's kind of what pushed me away from the vegan lifestyle. I was watching one video, and it was, like, Earthling Ed, and he, like, went into Texas, and he was like in their homes and like pushing this message and like yelling this shit at them and like they're just like yo you came into our home like this is not how you do things and that's not how you do things that's not how you present things um and i think shining light on a lot of good that has come to is is important for the for the whole chemistry of it just shining light on the bad is not good at all like Saying, oh, we killed this many turkeys this year. Um, it's a, it's, we're celebrating a stolen land, this and that. It's like, yes, yes, we, I get all that. We did all that. We literally came to another country, genocided people, gave them sicknesses, killed all of their buffalo to drive them out, like, we have done some fucked up shit as humans. And I think just focusing on the bad does not give us any growth at all. It just kind of holds us in place. It's like, it's like okay, you know, you could tell me we celebrate a holiday and... It's celebrating some genocide of people and blah, blah, blah. It's a terrible holiday that every, every year and this many turkeys die and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. But one of the greatest accomplishments in, in, um, in our history, actually, is the wild turkey, is bringing the wild turkey back. The wild turkey was literally hunted to extinction. There was like 10,000 of them left. And who hunted the wild turkeys? Native Americans, they use the feathers for their headdress, all that stuff. Like, and then we took their practice, we stole that from them and continued that through, you know, 1700s, 1800s. Then by the early 1900s, we got like 30,000 turkeys. Guess how many turkeys are, are alive today, wild turkeys? Because humans got involved, like seven, seven million, I think. 30,000 to 7 million. Say that again. 30,000 to 7 million. Okay, I'm sure someone's just thinking right now, how can I pick this apart? How can I how can I debunk this blah blah blah. It's like, okay, look at that number. Look at the wild turkeys that are out there now. Like, yeah, you can say it's for sport hunting and this and that blah blah blah, but it's like we've brought a lot of these animals back and instead of just saying all the bad shit, it's like, okay, we did something really good here. How can we learn from that so we can do more good? That's my point. Yes, learn from the bad. Look at it. Examine it. Like, look look at what we did to Yellowstone. 
we came into yellows. We are the biggest pieces of fucking shit. And let me take a drink right now. We came in Yellowstone. We took the land from the Indians. We took their hot springs, all this shit. We just destroyed everything. We killed all the predator animals, all the wolves. We went around to all of the freaking deer, elk, everything. We cut off their horns. We cut off all their horns. We had massive, like the size of houses. And they built like tunnels and shit out of them that you can go into and stuff. And people still go into them. Like we dehorned animals so people would be safer in the parks. We have done more destruction than it would take. It would take a hundred years to fix everything, all the destruction that we've done. Like, we could have learned so much from Indians, but our egos and our wallets were just, are always bigger than our hearts. And, <clears throat> but we are learning, like, like the wild turkeys. Like, <laughs> we've reintroduced wolves back into Yellowstone. And because of that, now big herds of elk and stuff aren't near the water's edge. So now it's not becoming big lake areas. They're becoming more narrow and rivers are flowing. Like the introduction of wolves created more rivers in Yellowstone. Like that's how crazy it is. That's how much of an impact animals have on the environment. Like everything that the Native Americans already knew. <laughs> you know, like, like with fires and everything, like... That's why we have so many forest fires today is because we don't know how to take care of the land. Like, look at what we did in California. We went in and we killed all the bears immediately. And we have the audacity to put a bear on the flag, on, Cal on the California flag. We killed every single bear. <laughs> like, why, why do you think it's so dry in California? Why do you think there's so many forests? It's like... <laughs> Oh, we are wild. Um, and I was listening to this this thing the other day, and it was talking about how turkeys are actually reptiles. So we're eating reptiles. We're eating dinosaurs, if you think about it. And now I think about dinosaurs and the extinction, the extinction of dinosaurs. Did we kill them all? Did we eat them all? Was it the humans? <laughs> And we just, we have no record of it because then the earth just started getting all fucked up because the animals, the, you know, the urination of the animals, the poop, the animals poop and stuff. It was just like fucking up the ecosystem because we see what it does in Yellowstone, you know, just removing the predators. Like, did that e eventually lead to a volcanic explode? Like, are we fucking up the earth again? Are <laughs> Ah, I'm on a bit of a rant here. So, that's what this podcast is about. It's getting to the bottom of all this. Um, it's about just 
seeking peace. Too many people are wound up. Too many people are chasing things that they don't really want, that they don't really need. And I think if we just take a minute, focus on our breaths, focus on our heartbeat, focus on where we're at at that moment, we can honestly achieve greatness together. And, yeah. (laughs) I was watching this thing. um, I don't know if you guys follow Max and Aki um, from Max and Lay. I always thought Max was really cool, especially with the whole dog you know, Aki, I have two dogs, so obviously I'm like, all right, he's a dog lover. And I look at what he's been going through. And, you know, with Lee committing suicide and he's back in Australia and things in Australia are pretty crazy. And now I see him going on a sailboat and he left his dog again. And now he's on a sailboat. And, like, I was just judging him right off the bat. I was like, dude. You're leaving your dog again? Because I have dreams of sailing too. But I'm waiting until after Millie goes to really push my sailing. You know, I'm I'm not going to go out on massive trips and leave my dog on land. That's not... And I immediately just started judging him. And I was like, dude, I can't follow this guy anymore and blah, blah, blah. But then I look at what he's been through, you know, in the past couple months, and he's honestly putting himself first. And it may sound selfish to me a little bit because, you know, my animals always come first and it's like you got to make those decisions what's best for them. And I didn't like how I was judging him. And, you know, he obviously pushes for you know, men's mental health and stuff like that. And I kind of had to take a step back and put myself in his shoes and really look at that and realize that, you know, people handle things differently. And it's kind of brave of him to put himself first, you know. Because not a lot of people have the guts to do that. I certainly don't. And so, like, yeah, that, like, that lesson there... There's going to be a lot of that as talked about on this podcast, a lot of those examples, a lot of me learning. Um, I don't like, you know, having one opinion. I like seeing things from other people's views. And ultimately, I think sympathy, empathy, love is going to save the world. But, but, the masculine and feminine energies, the balance of that is ultimately what's going to save the world. Working together, like, we have so much work to do as males. 
we still live in a society where males are feared and not looked up to for you know for to feel safer whatever our dynamic is the masculine role it's we're not fulfilling that role and this podcast is about fulfilling that role and i hope you stick around Whew. thank you so much for listening i have a good feeling about this podcast i think this is yeah i know this is the direction i want it to go and i'm really excited for the future of it i'm going to start working on a list of some guests that I want to have on in the future and I'm going to start you know writing down ideas and I'm going to start coming out with weekly episodes I promise um, this is really important to me this platform is really important to me my listeners my listeners are really important to me and for those who have stuck around you know for the Interstoke podcast and all this thank you so much honestly my numbers are literally like cut into a fourth like one fourth of what they were like but for those who are still sticking around like you're you're keeping me going <laughs> thank you so much i'm truly grateful for this life and i hope to bring you know an awesome podcast to you guys so this is seeking the calm with shane dennis stoked thank you so much